This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. The Sarah Everard vigil at Clapham Common began so peacefully even the Duchess of Cambridge went along to pay respect. So how did it end like this? Officers clashing with crowds, arrests. Even the Prime Minister says he was deeply concerned about videos showing police grabbing women and leading them away in handcuffs. There have been calls for Met Commissioner Cressida Dick to resign, but she's also been given some support. Home Secretary Priti Patel's demanded a full report into policing on the night. The Evening Standard's crime correspondent Anthony France has been looking into the decisions that were made at Clapham Common. Anthony, what happened? So um, originally the um, planned vigil, the courts decided that they couldn't go ahead. But, you know, throughout the day on Saturday, hundreds of people uh, turned up to calmly and peacefully lay flowers. We were all traumatised as women. And, and terribly sad, and terribly sad for her parents, her family. And I think, essentially, all women feel that could be me. I followed the news from when she went missing. It was just so upsetting, because you could feel it, you know, it could be any of us, any one of us. And maybe I find it harder, because I'm a mum to a 13-month-old girl and you fear it but you actually don't think it really happens very often you know it really hardly ever happens and so the fact that it did and and did during lockdown it's just it's just terrifying the police very much at that time chatting uh, to those people who were coming and as we saw you know the duchess of cambridge um, even came and um, she laid some flowers as well as night fell People got up onto the bandstand at Clapham Common and started making um, speeches. And I think at that point, the police tactic changed because it had gone from a vigil uh, to now a protest. Initially, police had come onto the bandstand and told people that they had to go. People were adamant that they were very angry about everything that had happened. Um, and they decided that they wanted to stay and uh, they wanted to make their point. So Jamie Klengler, who's one of the women behind Reclaim These Streets, which organised the original peaceful vigil, says that they warned police after they were forced to cancel it that this was going to happen. We had a PA system. We had one steward for every 30 people that was going to attend. We had all of those things in place so that there would not have been any crowding, so that there would not have been any issues. And the night before this all happened, on Friday night, while we met with the police, we said, if we cancel and we do all the press, if we say it's not happening, you guys are aware that that won't necessarily stop people from coming anyway. We can't control everyone 
that is going to be angry at this court decision, angry that the police are silencing us. Um, so it's anybody could have seen this coming down the pike. It, it, this is not, this didn't take um, a truth, like a future teller to see this was going to happen. But Anthony, could Scotland Yard have handled it any differently? Well, I mean, they, they, they could have if the laws weren't there. I mean, the police are there to uphold the law. And these are laws that were brought in during the pandemic specifically to stop protests like this taking place. Now, the police's argument is, well, if we let this one go, you know, what were the people who were fined last year, you know, during the uh, Black Lives Matters protests and also during the counter protests? What would they say? You know, um, I think the, the, they see themselves as being as a sort of position of damned if they do, damned if they don't. And obviously there are people who think, well, you know, this was such a momentous event, this murder, which shocked uh, the nation, um, that they should have let the, um, the vigil go ahead. And that's what Labour's Jess Phillips has been arguing. She was speaking to the Andrew Marshall on the BBC yesterday about that very thing. The police did not try and find a way for a peaceful protest, not a protest actually, a vigil, a moment. They did not try and find a way to work with women who are sad and angry and upset to, to be able to not even gather but just go to Clapham Common. There are a million ways that that could have been organised, but the police put their foot down before they put their boot in, and at every stage they made the wrong call. And this is why there's so much pressure on the Met Commissioner Cressida Dick right now. Lots of people calling for her resignation, like the Lib Dems Ed Davey. I think the Met Police should have responded in a far more proportionate way. The last thing these grieving women should have been met with was the sorts of visible manhandling by male public order police officers. Okay. And and I, I'm genuinely shocked by what I saw. I, I think I think many people are. He was talking to overseas Nick Ferrari there. Can Cressida Dick hold on to her job now? Well, at the moment, she has uh, the backing of uh, both Boris Johnson and Priti Patel, who have told her that she has their full confidence. Well, I was very concerned about the images that I saw. And so yesterday morning, I talked to Cress, uh, Cressida Dick, the, uh, the Commissioner of the Metropolis, and uh, we uh, agreed that uh, we'd look at it. And uh, the Home Secretary has now uh, commissioned Tom Windsor the HMIC, the Inspector of Constabulary, to look at exactly what happened uh, in that vigil, because I think a lot of people were uh, concerned about that. But the the reality is that the country is uh, united, is still in shock and grief uh, about what happened to Sarah Everard, and uh, we we must uh, do everything we can to find the answers. So she is staying in position because she says that she is the best placed, actually, to um, to lead the organisation. What happened to Sarah appalls me. As you know, I'm the first woman commissioner I've ever met. Perhaps it appalls me in a way even more because of that. What has happened makes me more determined, not less, to lead my organisation. Yes, there, w- there are calls for her to go, but, uh, you know, even today, a poll of Britons, a YouGov poll, is saying that the majority of Britons back her. Um, They want her to stay in um, 
her role and also saying that they feel that no protest should take place during the pandemic. So it appears that Cressida Dick is going to hold on to her position, at least for now. She's joining the Prime Minister for this Crime and Justice Task Force, which is looking at how to deal with violence against women. But how does the Commissioner guide the Met itself through this? Because there has been some erosion of public trust here. Well, I think there is real anger about uh, crimes about women, that they're not prosecuted. Um, I think we, we've we done some research today that shows that only one in 20 of the rapes that have been reported to the Met um, have actually resulted in someone even being charged, you know, let alone being convicted. And I think the crime summit that she's going to be holding with Boris Johnson and other leaders, police leaders and uh, justice um, department leaders today, is really going to get to the heart of this. Is like, why, why are these crimes not being prosecuted? You know, why is it that women feel that their claims and their, their reports are not being treated seriously? So where does the country go next, Anthony, now that this issue is finally being talked about. So Boris Johnson um, has decided that we really need to get to the heart of crimes against women. We know that nine out of 10 of all rape victims are women, you know, same with sexual offences as well. Why is there such a low prosecution success result for these sorts of crimes? I think, you know, what can the whole justice system, the Crown Prosecution Service, the police nationally, not just in London, what can they do to link up all these organisations, you know, and get real justice for women? And that's the leader. You can read Anthony's detailed timeline of how events unfolded at the vigil on Saturday in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.